0: minus three two one zero. hello everybody welcome welcome back my space friends to i i always say that my space friends and it makes it sound like i'm saying my space friends if you still use my space welcome <laughs> to the podcast we don't discriminate but today it is actual space friends i'm joined here on the launch sequence podcast your lovely weekly space game discussion with Kronzi, my man podcast regular the uh ginger monster the man the myth the <laughs> legend the legend legend the of the legend. showcaster. welcome to the show dude welcome back actually how have you been
1: yeah i've been fantastic it's been good to be back it's uh it's we're starting to get into a very busy uh quarter of the year of for, for star citizen and so <sighs> it's it's awesome to be back here
0: yeah, this is this is like the opening gate for the second half of the year. I guess, yeah, second half, last quarter, whatever you want to call it. Like we have gone through a few months of relative silence when it comes to Star Citizen, which is the main topic yeah. of today's show. Um, but like, even outside of Star Citizen, we've got so much stuff going on just in the video game world in general.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty crazy, right? We've had several games in the last couple of months uh, come out that are big contenders for Game of the Year. Another one coming out in, what, like four days. Uh, (laughs) It's a good year to be a PC gamer. That's for sure, guarantee you.
0: It really is. And I feel like the last few years, we actually haven't been able to say that. I mean, I I guess I don't Mm -hmm. follow gaming that much outside of like the space games and sci-fi stuff. I feel Elden Ring came out and legend yep. of zelda came out and like a few other maybe not triple a titles but titles that people really love have come out recently but this year is like heavy hitter after heavy hitter i mean i think zelda actually came out this year right
1: yeah early this year
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so so
1: yeah it's it's been pretty crazy yeah
0: oh my gosh have you played any uh Baldur's gate which i guess is the most recent <laughs> big one
1: if you look at my streaming history of the last month <laughs> I think I have played and streamed more Baldur's Gate 3 than I've streamed in the last 3 months. <laughs> it's uh it's a good game.
0: <laughs> Dude, I have I'm so happy for people who like that kind of game. It's not it doesn't personally yep. fall in my wheelhouse, but I know what it's like, man. Like you yep. you get into a game and you get like the first half hour in and you're like, "Oh boy, it's going to be a good year."
1: Yeah, not it- only that, but like I'm I'm a massive Dungeons and Dragons fan. Okay. Huge, huge Dungeons and Dragons fan, right? So this was something that I was excited for for a very long time. I played the early access a couple of times through. Um and it got me so excited to the point where I just messaged like last week all of the players that I used to dungeon master for. And I'm like, all right, well, we're doing a new campaign. (laughs) It's happening. And I've made a new city and here's a bunch of lore and all this stuff. It just, it gets me really excited to play that sort of stuff again. And I am very grateful that it means there's going to be a lot of people coming into the dungeons and dragons space from it as well. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's It's just net positive around.
0: That's like the, the coolest part really is that it's such an established IP that you've got. Like all these people who mm-hmm. are super diehard about it. There's tons and tons of stuff to get into if you're brand new. And then like the people, the, the diehard people can come back to it with sort of a fresh kind of take, right? Like Baldur's Gate yeah. 2, how old is that one?
1: Uh, I think we actually mentioned this on the last podcast that, that I was here with you. Um, it came out on, in 2000. Baldur's Gate 2 came out in 2000. Yeah, it was for for reference. The current edition of Dungeons and Dragons is fifth edition. When Baldur's Gate 2 came out, it was based on third edition. So it just completely skipped like 23 years and a whole edition.
0: (laughs) Praise be, dude! A new game in the lineup, and and to come from something like old Bioware. Rest in mm. peace, Bioware. We don't know what's really going on over there. They just laid off more people. I'm, I'm nervous about the next Mass Effect. But like to come from a game from old Bioware and then get this much praise for it, I feel like is it, like you can't be matched. It's super. I'm man. I'm pumped for them. I'm pumped for you. That's exciting. I hope Starfield is, is like as big a game for us in terms of space fans mm. as Baldur's Gate is for like D and D stuff.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping it will be right. Like, so I am still primarily just in my life a uh, more of a space fan than I am a fantasy fan, but I love I love both. Uh, and a, a sentiment that I share with a lot of people that have told me, you know, that they're keen for the game is that uh, you know it hasn't really felt like we've had a space game like this that we can sink our teeth into since Mass Effect Three, yeah, which was like 2012, right? Yeah. So
0: it hasn't hasn't really been anything like that seriously such a long time and somebody somebody had a really good uh metaphor on my discord server i saw earlier today Mm -hmm. and and they said that uh starfield is going to be like the pace car of the space game hype wave that we're we're getting into and i love that idea because it's like starfield might not be the super specialized simulation game you're looking for but it's a Mm. it's i feel like it's going to be a great kind of like general driver of hype and interest around those types of games that'll help other things like anything from like elite dangerous to star citizen to hard a hard space shipbreaker to kind of see more people get into those niches and um that's exciting i will confirm i am currently playing starfield um i was i was able to get a a a preview code and it was like it came at the worst time for me because we were doing this whole out of town thing and i had to go and like try to download the game on hotel Wi-Fi. We spent like a bunch of money getting (laughs) hotspots internationally. So we could just, we like trading off phones and everything. It was, it was miserable, (laughs) but, uh, I am very excited to start talking about that one in earnest in the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully you can come back on and, and share your own opinions about that too.
1: Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. It's good to see so many, uh, you know, big names in the Star Citizen community like yourself, uh, morphologist, Astropub, get these review copies. Because, you know, at at least from my perspective, like I will be playing day one, but I, you know, want to hear from people that have been playing space games for for all these years about what they think about the game, right? So I really like that they've been doing that. One thing that's been very curious to me, though, is I, I... don't even know a streamer who hasn't gotten like a free copy of the game, at, at the they, very least for release. There are there's so many copies. Yeah, and all of these people would have bought it a hundred percent. Yeah, or or
0: Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, Maybe true. that's what, they're like all these people would have <laughs> just been on Game Pass. Let's just get it out there. But yeah, they are yeah, they enough. are in like full on marketing hit. Like their Twitter mm. has been popping off every day for the last couple weeks. They've been putting out trailers. They've got, like, Todd Howard doing the rounds. Pete Hines is up on, on on places answering questions. And, like, they're sending out all these review codes super early. They're su- yeah. It seems like they're really confident. And they, like, want to get a lot of um, press out there really quick, which is, I think, a good sign for the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do this level of marketing unless you were confident with the release, right? I, w- I would assume. Because yeah. it'd be... It, it would only be detrimental to you if every single person that you gave a copy to or whatever <laughs> was suddenly saying that the game's garbage. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> just like um, the hype yeah. builds, the the embargo ends, and just everybody is crapping on the game. It's <laughs> like a worst case scenario. <laughs> do you think? Yeah, exactly. Do you think this crazy marketing push is like uh, part of Microsoft's doing?
1: Uh, possibly. I mean, uh, when was the last? big bethesda release it was full s76 right
0: well um, i feel like they probably. wanted it to be redfall
1: but so it didn't really... I, 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 I don't think they put as much effort into redfall if, if, at least marketing not necessarily game design but at least marketing that they did with this because oh, bethesda oh no i'm sorry it, redfall least... was arcane right my bad oh, okay yeah right. yeah yeah Uh, Well, either way, yeah, like Bethesda as a game dev studio feel to me a lot like Rockstar, where it's like, or at least nowadays, it's like we're going to get one large game from you a decade, probably. Um, And so... They want to make sure that people are playing it. They're going to put as much yeah. investment into it as they can, so that they can then release Starfield seven more times over the course of the next ten years.
0: <laughs> I want to play Starfield on my augmented reality glasses, please. Thank you. Like everything that possibly could come out in the next. Do we have what's that new folding TV briefcase laptop thing? I want it on there. That something from Gamescom or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Um, it also is kind of detrimental to them, because now people just keep comparing their releases to fallout seventy six, and you're like, well, that's not that's not what they're good at. Like that yeah. just wasn't a Bethesda game. I mean, I'm no offense to people who love it. I've heard it. It is a good game. People enjoy it. it had a rough launch. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to Bethesda, I don't think about fallout seventy six for what makes their games good. And luckily, unlike other studios like Bioware we were talking about earlier, a lot of the Bethesda team is still around from their older stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's very interesting. Um I think one thing that's sort of important with that regard as well is just like cuz cuz Fallout 76 comes up all the time right in the discussions cuz it was really bad as in like like the effects of the game and and what happened was really bad. Not yeah. necessarily the game was really bad. Um and and it sort of just like absolutely backfired. Uh, But it was, you know, it was a mix of different things, right? Like, it was the the actual people working on Fallout 76 were more or less new studio people. Um, The the, the idea of the game was incredibly different to anything they'd done in the past, uh, other than just what the IP was. Um, And so it was kind of, if things were going to go wrong, it was going to go only very wrong. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't I don't think it's a, I don't think you really make the comparison with that. The the more appropriate comparison is Fallout Four. Uh right. and and yeah, so
0: yeah. Or like you like you said before, I mean I I'm really gonna just keep probably thinking of Mass Effect three, like the Mass Effect yep. series in general as as my bar for where this game should be. And it's a decade old, so it's kinda hard to do that. But like as far as game play and sort of expected experience, I feel like Mass Effect is still the standard bearer as you said it's like the last big space game we got was that a was that a big one for you did you play through the whole trilogy
1: yeah so um i back when we used to borrow video games from the store uh yeah we had we had one in australia called video easy was like our equivalent essentially um And I went to Video Easy and uh, got Mass Effect 2. I hadn't even played the first one. But I got Mass Effect 2 and then played, like, 40 hours of that over the course of, like, two weekends. Yes. Uh, And then I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I'm going to, first off, I think I then rented it again and (laughs) played it for another 40 hours. But eventually, (laughs) yeah, it went through the whole trilogy. One of my favorite series of all time, for sure, Uh, especially in terms of space game, my favorite series of all time. Uh and yeah, I was absolutely hooked. It also sort of got me onto the idea of the more uh RPG heavy video games in general. Like I don't think I would have played Skyrim if it wasn't for Mass Effect. Because I, I knew that. that it was a bit more bit more, you know, decision heavy and, and what you do actually matters and stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah.
0: Were you big in space games before Mass Effect?
1: Uh I was like twelve. <laughs> So, I I mean, Star Fox, man, you know, the epitome of space (laughs) games. True, true, true. I I was, uh, I think my favorite game before Mass Effect and actually probably still my favorite game of all time right now is Final Fantasy X. Uh, But so still a bit more in the story based, uh, you know, RPG style of game. But Mass Effect was just such a game changer that it sort of completely changed how I wanted to play games and all the games that I chose going forward.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and that's why like, I feel like Starfield could be in that same position for like a whole new generation, because yeah. we we haven't seen another one Mass Effect Andromeda. I, I'm sorry, but I don't think <laughs> that that really counts. Like some people really loved it, but it wasn't the tentpole yep. that the, the genre needed that. Did you yeah. like that game?
1: Uh, I tried to get into it. I think I played three hours and then put it down. I was just like, eh, I'm going to go get a refund. Mm. But I'm just not like I didn't like hate it, but I was kind of like, this is taking too long for me to get excited about. Doesn't have the same pull as the original trilogy did. Go play something else.
0: Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I beat it, but the fact that I can't remember is is very telling to me. And <laughs> it's actually kind of disappointing, man. I I really hope that they can get back on course with the next one.
1: Yeah, very daunting for a story game for you to not remember the story.
0: Yeah, man. That's just not good i actually don't know if i beat it now that i think of it that's not great that's not a i don't (laughs) like that (laughs) but yeah so starfield's coming out this week um baldur's gate just came out a lot of people i've seen excited for armored core six is that is that on your list
1: it was almost on my list i was supposed so before 320 came out i was supposed to be taking a week off this week Uh, in preparation for Starfield and also the fact that I just played BD3 for so long. Uh, And then as part of that, I was like, I might check this out finally, because I've seen lots of good things about it. I like the idea of mechs, but I don't know, you know, I've never played this style of game before. don't know how I like it. I'll give it a go while I've got time off. And then 320 came out on, for me, Saturday morning uh, or Friday morning. So... Uh, no, I don't think I'll be trying it for a bit now. I don't know if I have the time, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, man. Gosh, it is. That's a good problem to have. Let's, let's be honest. Like that's, (laughs) oh, I love it. What else, what else is coming out this fall though? I I know we're missing something else. Um,
1: um, there's a new Spider-Man that's coming out, I believe. Okay. Um, which unfortunately only on console. So rip me. The only console I have is Switch. Um, but I have played the, I did play the other, the, the original Spider-Man and that was fantastic. Huge, yeah. huge fan of that game.
0: Great series. And somebody um, mentioned, uh, yeah. in chat, Phantom Liberty, cyberpunk DLC.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll, that'll come out at quite a nice time actually. Cause I feel like I'll probably have finished at least one playthrough of Starfield by the time that comes out. And then it's like, you know, I'm going to be in a bit of a Starfieldy mood. I'm going to be in a bit of a space mood. Uh, time for another cyberpunk run through i've, I've only done one full playthrough and it was after all the the majority of the bugs have been fixed right uh so that'll be an interesting one for sure Is, have you played much cyberpunk i have a
0: i have a fun history with cyberpunk man i <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was it was almost like i would say it's not quite at starfield level but it was it was up there in terms of like hype for me i've been a huge deus ex fan i love the cyberpunk genre i wanted to see it kind of Mm -hmm. explode like blossom and i was like okay this game comes out other companies start to see the success we start getting more cyberpunk games maybe they announce the the final part of this latest deus ex trilogy like we could see a new rush with with this sort of game and then it came out and it, it was a good game for for some things i think as a full-on RPG experience it fell short in some places and then obviously with like the launch problems it had it really took the wind out of the sails but they've they've stuck with it they've done a decent job bringing it back I still don't think that it is as stable as I'd like to see I still have some problems Mm -hmm. I started a playthrough like two months ago um and I've definitely been enjoying it more I've gotten more interested in like building my character out and making money and checking out quests and paying attention I like slowed down and it's been a better game but i'm i'm excited to see what they do with this whole 2.0 update you don't have to buy the dlc to get it they they're kind of redoing a lot of the gameplay so i'm interested to see what that is and hopefully it is more along the vision of kind of what they wanted to sell with that first game um i am yeah. all in on that ip moving forward cuz like i said yep. it's cyberpunk you know and mm. just like with starfield being sort of a tentpole for space it's nice to have another Triple A game that's doing the same for that genre. So I'm excited for it. I don't know if I'm gonna play it as much as something like Starfield, but definitely looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's really telling though, specifically that there's been, you know, a few games that have come out in the last couple of years that have been completely based on uh, tabletop RPGs and have more or less crushed it. Like Cyberpunk obviously had a had a bad launch, but other than but afterwards went like fantastic. Uh, and I'm hoping we kind of see more of that, right? So Baldur's Gate 3 and Cyberpunk, both absolutely crushing it. Um, Starfield isn't based on a, on a tabletop RPG, but from what I've seen, lots of inspirations from tabletop RPGs. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. RPGs in general, just we're, we're eating well. If you, if you can transcend the genres, RPGs are feeding and it's good. Somebody yep. else mentioned in chat here uh, City Skylines 2, which is not an RPG, but shoot, that's an impressive looking... Like, I don't know if you ever played the... Are you into City Builders?
1: Um, I used to be. I don't think I've played one since, uh, like, SimCity in 2013 or so. So okay. it's been a while since I've played it. Uh, but once again, a game that I've heard tons of really good things about. Yeah. So I, I I could be convinced to give it a try again. But once again, there's just so many games. Like, there's also... Two other games right now. Uh so the expanse Telltale games uh has started coming out once a week. I've been playing that cuz that that's fantastic. It's the first time I played a Telltale game, but I love the expanse. Um the both, both the books uh, series and the uh uh the uh, Amazon series. Um and then there's also like there's Sea of Thieves updates coming out right now as Ooh, well yeah. with the uh the Monkey Island crossover. Uh, which is only coming out, like, once a month. But th- that's still uh, also a bunch more stuff that I want to do. Um, But it really is hard to gauge just, like, the, how crazy the second half of the year is. Yeah. Because uh, we also haven't... Like, Diablo 4 technically came out, like, in, like, what, May, June? That's almost second half of the year. This has been... Yeah, s- is- th- it's been insane.
0: And then, like, somebody mentioned um Everspace 2 came out recently from from Early Access. Um We've got Homeworld 3 is is like kind of floating around in the background, Falling Frontier. I don't know if you've looked into that RTS game in space, also sort of peeking its head up from the ground, like I am ready to come out soon. It's like it's
1: gnarly, man. There's (laughs) it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, No Man's Sky just had a massive update as well. Right, yes. Like in addition, like, yeah, it's not it hurts.
0: It hurts. It's it's a good pain. Uh, somebody else asked about Ashes of Creation. I don't, I don't, I've never played it. How about you?
1: Yeah, I, I've not been following it. Um, other than every single person saying that Ashes of Ashes of Creation uh, is a scam, which it's nice to hear people talk about uh, other games that are scams. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Share the love. That's always fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that, that's a game that I'll probably just wait to to see on because I always loved World of Warcraft, but I haven't played that in like four years now. Okay. Um so you know, see what happens there. Once, you know, it, it gets a bit more traction and, and people start telling me that it is good, I'll give it a try. But not not keen on following it too closely.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It is like man, I'm excited. Um yep. <laughs> but enough about other games. Let's let's talk yes. about the goods. <laughs> the stuff that you you said came out Saturday morning for you, Star Citizen three point twenty is in the PTU and Boy oh boy, I think it's more exciting than than a lot of people were thinking. We talked about this like a month or two ago, and we came to the conclusion that this was going to be a pretty solid update for certain type of people, but now it's out, and I'm seeing a lot of excitement for what people are seeing, even from people who weren't originally excited for like Arena Commander. Let's dive into the details of this one. What's your opinion so far?
1: Yeah, I came into this patch uh, expecting it to be—I think I said on the podcast last time—I expect it to be a patch for people like me that are really keen to to play stuff on Arena Commander and you know get into racing and uh, and and do these the uh, you know new unique modes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I originally thought for the majority of people, it's going to be an extremely minor patch, and then everything I'm hearing from people is they're absolutely loving it. People are having a hell of a time, regardless of what kind of player they are. Um, so, and uh, yeah, and I'm one of those people. I've been having a great time. The the arena commander modes are fantastic. I have been I have played so much Gun Rush, which is such a classic of the like FPS genre. Yeah, and I've played it in so many other different games, but it just feels nice to play in Star Citizen. It very much felt like uh, playing Halo Three with my friends back in like 2006 or whatever. Um, and so that, that was, that was really nice to feel. Uh, the, uh, master mode stuff, uh, unfortunately there's some bugs in it at the moment that have made it a bit hard to test, but at the very least, um, being able to see how CIG want like the maneuverability to ship of ships to kind of feel like in the future has been interesting. Um, but there's you know that's one of those things that has you know tons of testing in the future. It's been really good to be able to do tank battles and it not take an hour and a half to set up. That's been <laughs> quite nice,
0: especially coming from the tank battle maestro here,
1: yeah, yeah. I've done quite a few tank battles in my day. It feels nice now that all I need to do is uh, you know, get into a group, so so that's good. Um, uh, and then the uh, the stuff in the pU uh, is a bit more impactful than I originally thought. So first off, the Hull C exists now. Um, it is there. It is buggy as all hell, but hey, that's it's wave one, wave, two. That's what we expect. But the extra things that have come with it, like the you know extra sized uh, cargo containers, which we now have like nine variations or so on, uh, or maybe it's a little bit less seven or something. Uh, and having them be in salvage, missions having you know it actually impacting uh you moving the cargo and now you don't have to move like 400 boxes you're just moving you know 20 or 30 um that's quite large so that's quite good and then in general uh p like the pes stability has felt quite good because this is the first uh this is the first brand new build patch if that makes sense, uh, since 318, because 319 was on the on the 318, um, uh, like, not hardware, that's not the correct word.
0: Frame. Uh code base?
1: Yeah, code base. Yeah. So there's new code base, and it, and it looks like they've done a good job. They're, 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 at the very least, wave one, wave two, PES has been uh, working quite well. So it's been a fantastic two days. <laughs> Let's hope it continues. I was going to say,
0: like, that's. It's dangerous to have a good two days in Star Citizen. Then it hits you yeah. with just a bad week. <laughs> so let's talk, and I got called a prayer in the background. You guys know the drill. Um, yep. Let's talk a little bit about the whole sea and the, the cargo updates, because mm-hmm. I actually haven't really seen much about that. Do you remember specifically what sizes they've added?
1: Uh, yeah, you're testing my memory. I think it's, we now, so we have the one, obviously, and then I think it's two, four, eight, sixteen, twenty-four, thirty-two. 16, 24, 32. I believe those are the box sizes. Okay. Uh, and all of those, at the moment, all of those can be handled with the uh, tractor beams, the, the regular handheld tractor beams, uh, which, you know, they told us a couple of months ago that temporary measure until we get, you know, um, uh, like tractor beam rifles and ship tractor beams, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been quite cool. Um, the Holsey itself... I don't think they gave it enough credit when they showed the uh, ISC on the Hull Sea of the interior. The interior design just feels so nice, so clean, very utilitarian. Like, practically no space is unused, which is exactly what you want for a, for a ship like that, right? Like, we're not in an origin Hull sea here. We're, we're trying to make sure that every part of the ship is getting used. So they did a really good job with that. Uh, and they've also got like a lot of spots that you can tell are supposed to be used for, um, uh, like future mechanics, like engineering and, you know, the spots for fire extinguishers and stuff. Right. And it can so, dock oh, right, yeah. with stations. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it came with uh, ship to station docking. Um, the only sort of complaint I have about with the whole hull sea thing is just the the way that we have to load and unload cargo at the moment. Um, firstly, it's a little bit buggy, so it's my my opinion of it's a bit skewed. But you essentially have to dock with the station, store your ship, buy cargo, uh, get your ship back out, and then fly it to a specific location in space, which all just feels like five steps too many sort of thing um and it is i I believe they did say you know this is supposed to be a temporary solution but they've put a lot of work into this temporary solution so i don't think it's that temporary um but it's obviously extremely early days once again it's been two days so yeah yeah Yeah.
0: it's it is really nice though like you said the interior of it when i saw that isc i was freaking so excited to see what the inside of it looked like because all the shots mm-hmm. that they showed like the elevator shaft section looks so nicely detailed it looks like the nicest interior i've seen in the game in terms of just like the construction of it and it sounds like you might be confirming that is there anything else that compares
1: uh i mean not really when was the i guess the corsair would have been the most recent ship that we got that had like a fairly decently sized interior yeah, and I guess at least in terms of how much detail they put into it, it's pretty comparable. But it just looks more polished because it's Misk versus Drake, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the, I mean, the funniest thing about the hulls is everyone complaining about its shape, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, it's it's Misk. I mean, when when the company that makes those shapes for all of those ships makes another ship of that shape, why are you surprised? Y'all you seen the Freelancer, right? <laughs> Yeah, come on exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh we like we like our silhouettes we're all we're super mature gamers though you know we're never gonna point that kind of stuff out no of course we're not gonna <laughs> use we're not gonna use salvage lasers to cut uh inappropriate shapes into other ships we're above that yeah yeah we're don't not worry about us
1: <laughs> in public anyway <laughs> um
0: the the different size cargo crates are those mm-hmm. spawned and or used outside of the whole sea?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the whole system um, is has the, the different size cargo uh, crates in mind. So um, let's say you get a... Uh, I'll use like a Hercules as an example. And you buy two SCU of waste and four SCU of scrap and eight SCU of whatever it is. Uh, it will provide you those boxes. And it will also... Like you know, if you buy two hundred and thirty-seven SEU of something, it will calculate what is like the least amount of boxes that okay. I can make uh, and and put in your cargo grid. And so that's been really cool too. That's nice. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's been good. That is definitely. I think that that kind of stuff is like right on the line of what we were wondering. Like how mm. how much are you guys actually doing with the cargo update? Because it's been a little soft the information they haven't given us any like no. exact statements so that's nice to hear um that that's going on in the ptu I'm, i wonder though when we do finally get the tractor beams because they've talked about yeah. how they cut it off based on the size of the box but i, I also wonder because they've talked so much about mass if it's going to actually be mass related like can i lift 32 scu of feathers with my handheld tool <laughs> do i need a, a ship tractor beam for that as opposed to like 32 su of water or something
1: i think at, at the very least what they should do just for ease of you know not over it is yeah just just put like a a hard point of like up to eight su you can use your handheld after that you've got to use your yeah. Your, your rifle or whatever, Yeah. because um, like yeah, yeah, they've talked about you know it's all about mass, but size matters a lot in, in this regard as well, right? So, just I hope that yeah, they're just like look, don't we're not going to worry that you know don't obsess over size. Um, but yeah, just making it like, we're not going to worry about, well, actually weevil eggs weigh, uh, you know, <laughs> half a pound versus titanium or whatever. Well, uh, cause it's just, it's just, you know, pedantics at that stage.
0: But then it gets kind of fun, right? Cause like, what if you, what if you're like on a moon and you're loading your ship and it's all good. And then you get to like yeah. a, a full on planet where gravity is higher and suddenly you can't unload your ship and it's like, crap, I need to go find a bigger tractor beam for this. Cause suddenly everything weighs a ton more.
1: Uh, To better, you might be the only person in the world that wants to be punished like that. That uh... (laughs) Oh, no,
0: I'm I'm hiring people for that. I'm not going to get punished. I want to see other people get punished for it. I'm just going to be sitting in the back laughing and explaining it to YouTube going, look at this simulation. I won't be touching that. No, 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 no. (laughs) I just want cargo haulers Uh, to suffer.
1: (laughs) I do wonder, though, um, uh, because we could see the case of uh, maybe, eventually, once we do get the... uh, you know, the tractor beam rifle or whatever, that maybe 32 SU boxes can only be shipped tractor beams. I do think that that is a real possibility uh, that will very much change the dynamic. I mean, yeah. already the dynamic has changed in 320 in that, you know, if you want to do uh, piracy or you want to do salvage, uh, like for cargo, uh, you're not taking a colorless Black anymore. Well, that's, that's what a lot of people were doing before you know, because you only have to worry about the one SCU crates now if you're finding you know, a 32 SCU crate of really any material because that's just a lot of stuff and it's usually going to be worth taking um, yeah that's not fitting in your colors so it, it's that whole that whole thing has changed completely it's interesting yeah,
0: yeah. we're going to start seeing a bunch of pirate whole C's y'all are going to have to update yeah. your paints, CIG I want, I want a, a whole C with a skull and crossbones on the side now Or just make me, let me paint it, please. (laughs) What is, um, how big physically is a 32 SCU box? You said it doesn't fit in a cutlass black. What would you say is a smaller ship you think it would fit in?
1: It is literally 32 times the size of one SCU box. Like they're very accurate size wise. So I I have no um, real
0: headspace (laughs) to to visualize that.
1: If I'm not mistaken, I believe a one SCU box is one meter cubed yeah um i, I we've, we've got dj bunton in chat he might know the actual answer It's like
0: 1.25 meters because they actually calculate the, the be, yeah. thickness of the casing too it's it's
1: yeah. a lot yeah so a little bit a little bit larger than a meter cubed uh so yeah you're looking at quite a large box right um and it is longer than wide obviously so um yeah i don't even think you can based on the size i don't even think you can fit it in the door <laughs> um, but I'd have to try again. But the length is more the issue.
0: Oh man! See now, this is where like the the immersive stuff starts to come in, and then you come up like you come up with a way to attach the thirty two SU box to the top of your like your Cutlass or your Pisces. Even yep. you just <laughs> using your Pisces just, as a little transport.
1: Just hanging out the back of the back of the boot <laughs> with the the ramp down, as there's like half a thirty two SU container about to fall out.
0: It is the next version of Does It Fit? I love it. More <laughs> mini games for the SC community. Lovely. All right. So the Hulsi is finally coming to the game. I feel like that's, that's kind of a highlight. Maybe Arena Commander yep. is kind of the highlight. Um, what's the performance like in Arena Commander from what you've seen? Because that is, I think, one of the biggest things everybody is, is interested in knowing. Like, how is... Like, are people going to be able to actually play it now?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a bit. So, unfortunately, I can't. There are no Australian servers yet in the PTU. So it's really hard for me to uh, accurately sort of say how the performance is because I've got a 300 ping everywhere. But uh, at least in terms of, like, frame rate and stuff, the uh, FPS missions were pretty solid. The old maps for the FPS missions were fantastic. And, and performance was great there, and everything was working working real nice. The uh, tank battle locations worked mostly okay, but we were getting a lot of crash to desktops. So hoping we get some uh, get some fixes for those uh, in the next next PTU patch. Okay. Um, and the, uh, every racing arena that works, because there's a couple that aren't working at the moment, but every racing arena that works was fantastic, outstanding. 100 out of 100, so um yeah for the most part it's been really good and i
0: would guess like server stuff isn't really going to matter too much right now anyway since it's such a small population but frame rate stuff is i mean if we could just get good fps battles like you said being Mm. able to set up things like tank battles and stuff without doing an hour of setup and then 20 minutes of (laughs) gameplay that's such a big change for star citizen in terms of like how easy it is for people to jump in even even if you're coming up with something like uh, earlier in the year when, like, there were just 30Ks all over the place in the PU, having a good mm. arena commander feels invaluable now for that.
1: Yeah, not only that, but, the like, just how quick you're able to get into these servers as well is pretty important. Like, if I load into the PU right now... Um like on the PTU, we'll say, just for the comparison. It'd probably take me like a minute of loading to get in. Uh, Arena Commander takes maybe five to 10 seconds. So Ooh. it's just like, it's super quick to get in, right? Which once again, makes sense. You're not loading as many entities, but the point is you're getting into the action pretty quick. Yeah. So I think we are going to see a lot of people playing Arena Commander, especially because of all these new modes. But um, yeah, just it's been working mostly nice.
0: I still think that could end up being a standalone game at some point give us that yeah
1: where when are we gonna say it on steam yeah arena commander on steam
0: just call it (laughs) battlefield 2142 2. (laughs) (laughs) um i'm also like you mentioned the what is it called gun rush they call it in their version yes that is gosh that's such a fun game type and i i would say that star citizens weapons don't quite have the interest that for, for me the game of choice in that instance is super fiesta from halo and and Mm. like halo is up there like top five games of like weapon feels and and fun of using weapons so i won't say that it's going to be the same experience but just being able to go through that kind of like fun type of game and run into people with different weapons and stuff sounds like hours of wasted time if it runs well
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, one of the best things about it is like, you know, yeah, you start off with your pistols and then you move on to SMGs and then LMGs and stuff. But the last like four or five weapons are so drastically different and hard to hit with that it actually makes it really uh, not nerve wracking, but you get really anxious trying to get those last few kills as, you know, people are running past you at insane speeds and you've got to try to kill them with an ATSCAV. which if you've tried to <laughs> snipe anyone with an ATSCAV, is already hard enough. You usually have to get, like, three or four shots off of them. Um, but then you're rewarded, right, with, like, a railgun or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think the ATSCAV cav might be the last one, but, like, th- th- those last few guns, it makes it a lot of fun. There is a nice little Easter egg about what the... Uh, or at least just, like, fun thing about what the last weapon in the mode is, uh, which I won't spoil, but make sure you guys go out and uh, and play that one because that is a fantastic weapon.
0: That's fun. I, I will ask this. Did they tease it in an Inside Star Citizen episode?
1: They did, but I don't believe they showed it.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I look forward to checking that out then. Any other highlights in Arena Commander? I've heard that, like, it's snappier and the UI is, is nicer is that something that yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah brand new ui and lobby system um so at the moment we still can't do like a private private lobby we can do kind of like a semi-private lobby uh but yeah much easier to navigate a lot more uh a lot more current i guess the the old system it was just old it felt old it felt felt uh, eight years old (laughs) yeah exactly so it's a little bit nicer in that in that sense um my one complaint about it would probably be sometimes images are too big. Like sometimes I do just want either no image or a smaller image or something, just, just a little bit like I'm not 97. You know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't need to zoom in that much sometimes. Uh, but other than that, uh, that's been really good. Yeah.
0: And this is going to be good for you. I mean, you are one of the shoutcasters of a lot of the Events that take place, uh, fighter flights coming up. That that does that take place in Arena Commander or is that in the PU? Uh, PU
1: still, PU still. Okay, Okay. uh, because usually we try to uh, not do events in uh, PTU if possible. Um, yeah, but like I said, we're still kind of semi lobby anyway. It's uh, we can't go yet. Hopefully, it'll happen soon, but we can't go yet. We just want these four people on this in this. Uh, mission or whatever it is random mm-hmm. random people can still join so um, so
0: when you say semi,
1: first.
0: you just mean like so, people can join into a party together but then their matchmake
1: pretty much yeah so you you can create a lobby uh but then other people can still join your game from their matchmaking so if, if you completely fill a lobby like let's say you're doing a gun rush i believe the maximum amount of people is 12 i think you can get 12 people in your lobby and then if you do a Hey, let's play a gun rush. Yeah, it's only going to be you guys. But okay. if there are any open spots, then other at the moment, other people can get in. Um, and I know that they have the intention of bringing in private lobbies, like full 100% private lobbies. Yeah. Uh, just not in there yet. That's all.
0: Man, I really hope if anybody in chat can confirm, uh, maybe Buntin. I, I do hope that they're trying to get that in for live, but maybe that's something they have to do for a later update. Because private lobbies would be huge. Absolutely. Gosh, that'd be great. That's that's like, I think the most important thing people were hoping for. And it's a bummer that it's not there, but uh, it sounds like they're on the way.
1: Yeah. And then for us as well, uh, spectating is like another big one that's currently not in there, um, but like another one that they're trying to get in, uh, which will also, yeah, once again, help with a lot of events and whatnot, as well as just like, it's always kind of cool when you see like, Oh, Hey, here's two really, really, Good, you know, PvP dog fighters. I can see that they're fighting. I just want to go watch what they're doing sort of thing, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, once that comes in, it'll be good.
0: Oh, my gosh, and the machinima that people are going to make. Not only is it, yeah. like, you can get cool spectating cameras and stuff, but it's also in Arena Commander, which means it'll be a lot smoother, better frame rates and all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. it's just exciting, man. That's good stuff.
1: Let's yeah, see. very much so. Yeah.
0: Um, I am... Looking to see what else is in this update that I'm missing. We got some mission stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So the
1: the Rastar stuff um, seems to be so. So for those who don't know, they essentially put all of the uh, current like underground bunkers into the Rastar system, um, and it doesn't. You won't notice it as a difference, but it is important that it happened. And those sort of things happen in updates a lot, uh, and so it's always good. Um, yeah so that's an yeah
0: it's a lot like uh building block stuff they'll be like oh yeah we turned over the whole menu to building blocks and you get in there and you're like oh it looks the same but it's (laughs) it's good for them going forward and kind of the uh the ability to update it further yeah did you did you check out any of the other locations like the crusader platforms or i think there was something else uh they're not not coming in 320
1: uh, so the crusader platforms aren't coming in 320 flat okay um they got Pushed, I believe, to 320X, possibly later. I'd have to okay. double-check the roadmap roundups. Uh, did check out Seraphim Station, though. Yeah, that's another big one, right? So, goodbye, Port Olisar. Um, hello, Port Olisar, essentially, without pads. Um, the uh, When they first showed us the appearance of it in the ISC, um, I actually thought they did a pretty good job paying homage to Port Olisar and its rings and whatnot. And despite what people say on the outside, it does in fact look very different from every other low Earth orbit, really, uh, or low planet orbit station. It does, yeah. The the rings make it look very different. There's one. Uh, there's like a style of part of the architecture of the other stations that doesn't exist. And it's, you can tell and it makes a big difference. The, the thing that isn't different is the interior, which is really boring. (laughs) I am desperate for new station interiors.
0: Yeah. That's hurting, man. The, the, like there have been so such long lasting problems with space station interiors like Mm -hmm. this game already kind of i think has a struggle sometimes with scale because the things that we're around are really big and sometimes you can't really get that but the space station interiors have got to be like the worst part of it because you you get on approach with this massive station you go and you get on board take this elevator into the thing and then you're basically like stepping into somebody's living room it feels like and like they raise the ceilings a little bit but overall it just they feel so small and i get lost constantly (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would love to see a different
1: yeah I, i would love to see like maybe you know, we we know that these are modular these stations, which right. is why when when we had the um, refineries come out and when we had the Lagrange station uh, stations come out, like you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, that they were quite different in general, and the positions of stuff were different. What I would like to see is like actual variations of the shops. I think that's one thing that makes it really tedious is when I'm going past. A medical center, it looks exactly like every other medical center apart from turn left here, turn right here. That, yeah. That's sort of the only difference, right? Um, yeah, changing that or having maybe, you know, a variation of what the cargo decks might look like or a variation of the refinery decks, et cetera, uh, would just make such a difference when you're exploring these locations. Um, yeah, which, like, they'll probably do. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to be getting essentially that for Pyro. All the stations on Pyro do have different versions of these. Uh, but to what extent is what my, I might also be curious about. Like, is Pyro just going to be every station in Pyro is essentially identical in the interior? Possibly. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And it's it that constantly I've run into things like that that remind me how as much as it's weird to say how early this game still is like we're in alpha (laughs) they're not they're not doing like the little polishing touches like differentiating space stations they just want space Mm. stations to work so we can board them and like we all kind of just want to be playing this as a game right now so i'm i'm constantly like man i really would love to just see the microtech space station look like apple made a space station but yeah why why would they do that right now is what it always comes back to um so Port Al-Azhar is you would you say it's a worthwhile replacement? I guess Seraphim Station now it's called.
1: Uh, I think it is mechanically for sure. Uh because we needed we needed this stuff, right? Yeah. We yeah. we need cargo decks, we need uh medical stations, um, which I always keep forgetting that Port so did not have a medical station. Uh yeah, we needed it regardless. Um and I think Exterior design-wise, it is a good uh, sending off. One thing I did notice, though, is that, uh, you know, how they said that, like, once uh, Port Olisar goes away, we'll make sure that we do something that's very fitting of it and stuff. One of the tank maps is on Damar, and there's some ruins around the tank maps that look oddly familiar huh. uh, to, to the Port Olisar rings. Now, that could be just a reusing of assets straight up. It could be a, you know, sign of things to come with Port Olisar and whatnot, but uh, it's at the very least nice to see that they are using the assets. That's good. Cause like is that. it was a cool looking station.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Can you confirm if we can fly through the rings again yet? Cause I am so tired. I gosh, so many times <laughs> I was like feeling really cool about myself. And then I fly through the Port Olisar rings and I'd be like, okay, no more flying ships. I blew up. Desync.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you can fly through the Seraphim Station rings, mostly okay, but uh, there's not as much reason to. Like, you would fly between the rings of uh, Port Olisar because of the way that the pads are orientated. There's like 50% of you is covered by the rings. Mm-hmm. That's not really the case anymore with uh, Seraphim Station.
0: Okay. That's a bummer. Well, yeah. I'm I'm glad that, like, it's made for the future. As always, it's just nice that they're pushing forward with that kind of stuff. Hopefully next mm-hmm. we see some use for the uh, docking, or not docking, um, cargo modules because yep. they are still sitting there, kind of just sitting there, and it's been years, and <laughs> I'd love to use them for something other than, like, a glorified shopping center.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very much so.
0: What else, what else is in this patch that you've noticed? Maybe, like, little things, surprise drops, um, or, you know, just stuff that they didn't announce beforehand?
1: Yeah, lots of quality of life things, uh, which has been a very common theme from major patches for the last probably year and a half. Uh, so even but the, the one that has caught my eye the most and is just super simple but is so impactful is when you call your ship... Uh, you know, right now in live, uh, you'll get like a little, uh, sort of light up of like hole a at Hangar three or whatever. Uh, they've just made it like much easier to read. They've, They've sort of changed the font. It doesn't, uh, have like crazy amounts of glare coming from the lighting and they've got a little nice little drop shadow behind it. They've done a lot of small things like that with the UI, uh, which is just great. And we're going to immediately forget that it happened, but I'm glad that it did. Um, there's a lot of very hidden things that I haven't been able to find yet, but I've heard from other people that there's a lot more quality of life things just sort of around there. Uh, one thing that is annoying is uh have changed again. I think it's partially in preparation for uh, master modes, but uh, yeah, it, on your first day in 320, if you're wondering why you're either not able to uh, go cruise control Or, uh, or like eject from your seat or whatever, just, yeah, lots of key bindings have changed again. Oh boy. There's a whole extra set of them now too.
0: Ah, man, I'm going to be embarrassing myself all over again. I like it. (laughs) Good to hear. There's, um, I did notice, so I, I kind of downloaded it earlier today just so it'd be ready after this Mm -hmm. podcast, um, to play it a little bit. And I noticed that there were emissions readings, I think FPS emissions readings at the top of the screen. Is that yes? Are those functioning at all? Do you know, or is that just kind of placeholder stuff? Uh,
1: the uh, the one that definitely appears to be functioning is the one at the bottom. So they're not labeled. They're, right. It's just three three readings that are there. Um, and the bottom one appears to be sound, and that definitely seems to be working because you you stop moving and it goes to zero. You start moving around, and starts going up. So uh, at the very least, something's working there. Um, I don't know if it's supposed to necessarily be in the patch though, because it's incredibly unpolished, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's more just of a like, Hey, this will be coming soon. You know, like we've been waiting on this aspect of FPS stuff since they redid scanning, I think in three fourteen. Um, so it's probably just, Hey, this is coming soon. We might just be testing the actual, you know, uh, levels of, of these, uh, these ratings it's
0: like one of those things they're testing in ptu probably won't be in live um yeah but it is it's it's a nice reminder that they are still making some progress on fps scanning that's really Mm -hmm. been my kind of problem with this year i I don't know if problem is even might be too strong a word (laughs) i guess like it's just irked me a little bit that we haven't gotten to hear yep. about these systems that they've talked about a lot, that you know was in the letter from the chairman at the beginning of the year, stuff they wanted to get in this year, and then like just no updates, no sprint, no sprint reports during ISC, nothing like that. It's at least nice to, to finally get a sign that stuff's yep. moving forward on that. And that doesn't mean it'll be in the next patch or even this year, but um, FPS scanning is gonna be really, really helpful in this game. Oh my gosh, have you ever been stranded? and just had no clue how to get back to where you needed to go?
1: Uh, sort of. <laughs> okay, so there was one instance when I was doing practice for uh, a System 7 one year. And one of the racetracks, uh, you go from one spot to 45 kilometers away, and then you come back. And normally what we did in those situations is we would put a box down uh, at, at both sides, uh so that we know where to go. Uh they disappeared halfway through me uh going through the track. And so I yeah, because we didn't have FPS scanning or anything, I had to use it was really bad, but I had to use the uh uh world map. like like the, the um Moby Glass map to try to triangulate exactly where I was to a position that was only forty five kilometers away. So that wasn't fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they, they i was i once got stranded on a moon like i was flying into an outpost and i don't know what happened but i think i ran out of fuel and i crashed Mm. on the other side of a mountain and i was like not that far i'm like i'm only 10 kilometers away (laughs) i I was lost for like two hours and all all we needed is like a compass or some way to save a location when you're in fps mode so that like things like that man i'm really excited to see fps scanning and like just better ui support come to uh to that kind of gameplay.
1: Yeah, definitely. Another thing that uh, is sort of quality of life, sort of not, that uh, is very impactful in the patch for, I would say, the majority of people is uh, they have added almost every ship uh, to different, uh, like, PvE encounters. So now in bounties or, or like, mercenary, uh, like, ship mercenary missions and that sort of stuff, uh, you're going to encounter more than just a Gladius an Eclipse and like a Vanguard, right? There, there's an actual large quality of things that you get to verse, which is really nice. I think as a, if if you're a new player coming into the game, you don't get to see a lot of ships when you're just playing unless it's other people. And so now you kind of get to go and see just how much variety there is in this game because it's quite a lot.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that's always kind of, bugged me is that there are so many ships in this game like it's the best mm. asset this game has going for it it's it's going to be nice to see a little bit more variety and like hopefully they can use that to kind of build the lore and be like okay you're in you're in this part of the system they don't have as nice ships all the time and they tend to go with more of these kinds of things as opposed to in this part of the system where like all the pirates are really cutthroat and they have the best of the best stuff and it sounds like they also have really differentiated like the difficulty levels because of that too.
1: Yeah, they added in a, a, like an extra difficulty level because I believe uh, previously like HRTs and VHRTs were practically the same uh, with like one or two ships different. Now there's like a full full level that's different. Um, and then, yeah, once again, you're just adding in all these other ships into those levels to make it uh, a, a higher variety anyway. So uh, as a whole, it's, it's fantastic. It, it, it's also one of those things where it's like feels like they probably could have done this like two years ago. But like whatever, they've done it now, I'm happy.
0: You hear that, folks? Finally they've done it. Whatever.
1: <laughs> That's how we feel about
0: Star Citizen in general.
1: <laughs> Look, Starfield's coming out this week, all right? My head's in a different way.
0: We got so much other stuff to enjoy, okay? Just 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 put yeah. that down. Wait for it to get better. <laughs> no, but um that is that is like there's always something that they have to get mm. past to do these kinds of things, and it could be like the smallest yeah, for thing. Sure and um it's a nice sign that like some of these systems are getting better they're getting better at differentiating experiences at the end of the day when people say they want a better game it's because they don't want to play the same thing just in a new location like that's one of the big worries people have right pyro is going to come into the game and it's just going to be like stanton it's just another set of planets nothing actually changes and like these are the little types of things that eventually add up to a different experience so it's good to see
1: yeah yeah exactly you're 100 on point
0: um okay i do have to ask uh it it Mm -hmm. did come up and i forgot to ask this when we were going over the halsey and the cargo stuff were there any changes whatsoever to commodities economy anything that would inspire people to start loading halseys for full of stuff and actually putting in the effort to do station to station trips is that something that we can even tell yet or is that kind of still up in the air
1: Uh, There's definitely changes. However, um, some of the changes are a bit too volatile. Uh, Like, there's lots of things that are far too drastic and stuff. Uh, One example is um, if you go and do uh, the mission in wake of disaster, the salvage mission, and you go and loot cargo-wise, you go loot the cargo from those those ships, uh, you'll end up with probably over 30 million UEC worth of cargo. Uh, which is uh, chump change. It's no money at all.
0: Uh, you can barely get a uh, med pen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, look, inflation has hurt all of us, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that's you know that'll change. Um, the commodities that you can buy and sell at stations, like yeah, has has changed. The the amount that you can buy and sell has changed, and once again probably in some cases too much in other cases not enough so that's a thing that's just like we won't know really how the uh, the the, uh, I don't want to say economy because it's not really economy I guess we don't know how that gameplay loop will be affected until we get to at least open PTU Uh, because I feel like at that point you know usually open PTU those sort of things don't change Uh, so Give it a sec for now. However, uh, they're definitely doing stuff. Is the positive thing, right? So yeah. expect it to be the case that you will be able to do trading with your whole C. Don't expect to fill up all forty six hundred uh, SCU with like uh, with gold or something, but you'll be able to make decent profit regardless.
0: That is a, that's very good news. Like, it might it might end up being broken, but just the fact that they're actually doing anything with it at this point. Yeah to possibly support the hull is good hopefully that means in the next patch or two we can also start to see like cargo missions from planet to station like mm. specific things that are needed to be transported like that as opposed to just go anywhere you want carry whatever you want that economy changes are always much appreciated
1: yeah very much so it, it does make me think though because they've talked about how they still do want to overhaul the economy soon like really soon not soon tm no soon soon tm (laughs) it's the The double double soon soon. oh boy Uh, so like it does make me wonder how much these changes are going to matter soon but like uh at the very least for 320 you'll be able to do stuff
0: okay cool that's fun so overall uh what is your opinion of 3.20 in terms of like where Star Citizen updates land? Obviously 318 was a huge one. I think the previous big one before that really was like 315 with like the inventory changes and stuff. And then, you know, decent changes throughout the patches in between those, but like where does 3.20 sit for you from what you're seeing in this early stage?
1: The patch itself I think is better than most. Um, and a lot of that comes from kind of the hidden implications uh, from what we're getting that, that you're going to be doing in 320. Uh, the only thing that could sort of make this patch uh, as good as it can be is uh, if we get some sort of new dynamic event, I think, uh, before the end of the year. Uh, we've been a bit lacking on those those sorts of things for a while now. Um, and we know that the mission team's always working on that sort of stuff. Uh, because, you know, you, you, will hop into the game. There'll be lots of people playing arena commander. There'll be lots of people, uh, you know, doing trading and piracy, uh, and mining. There, there's been some mining updates to make it even better again, uh, that have sort of been a little, a little secret. Um, but that'll only take people so much and, uh, you know, there'll, there'll need to be something before IAE that, that, uh, keeps people on. So hopefully we see something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It feels like a a good update, mm. but outside of the Arena Commander stuff, which isn't really PU related, not necessarily the kind of update that keeps on giving. But I, I, yeah. I hear exactly what you mean. Like the stuff with the cargo, different size cargo boxes is nice. Um, and actually specifically something we didn't really go over just yet. The ground vehicle improvements are also possibly yes. going to help yeah. dif- differentiate the experience have you gotten to drive things around and see how that feels
1: i have yeah uh it's completely different for a lot of vehicles so it's it's hard to sort of gauge which ones i i like at the moment uh for the ground racing community some race tracks are going to change um the the Daimar rally is going to be a very different beast now as well when we get to that next year uh which is where you see these vehicles most you know people aren't often taking out. Well, actually, I guess, you know, Ursa Rover when you're getting out of prison uh, feels a lot better now just in general. It's not faster or anything like that. just kind of feels like it should. So they've done a lot of stuff like that that's really good. Um, But uh, yeah, for the racing community, who are the ones that are going to be, you know, operating these vehicles to their extent the most, uh, kind of at a, we're not sure yet. We're not sure how we feel about it yet because there's the whole we have to relearn everything but that could be good so it just needs time
0: yeah that's exciting for the racing community especially because i mean there's so much potential in racing in this game and like getting to actually feel some weight behind the vehicles man it's i know we're waiting for stuff with the spaceships for that kind of thing um we've, we've always felt like they were weightless but to get it with ground vehicles especially like the amount of times when I've just been driving across the ground and like one side of my vehicle just randomly starts to like float off the ground because I touched a yeah. pebble or something drives me nuts. I I would love a better experience driving across the ground and hopefully this means AI will start to do it too.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm still... Uh, there was in the 319 patch notes. I keep bringing these up all the time. When they mentioned the new salvage missions at the time... And they were like, if you go and do these salvage missions, there will be sentries or centurions, <laughs> the ground vehicle, will be shooting back at you. Uh, now, that didn't happen in 319. But ever since then, I've been like, it's coming. I, it's coming soon. Someone's doing it. Let yep. me see a 9 tails centurion, please. Somebody,
0: somebody left that in. Oops.
1: Yeah. My bad. That
0: was for a couple <laughs> patches later, guys. My bad. That is cool, though. Like, ground vehicles by AI would be an actual game changer if they were able to link them into missions mm. and you could like either attack or defend convoys and, and stuff like, cause all right now we can do is just go to a bunker. I'm tired of bunkers, yep. man. I want trucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So 3.20. Good fun. I want to mm-hmm. step back a little bit and talk about the lead up to 3.20. Cause this, this summer yep. has been rough I think, I think a lot of people can say, when do you think we'll finally see this 318, 319 postmortem that they talked about? It's been a little while. And I think a lot of people are just wondering kind of what, what was CIG's thoughts on how those patches came out?
1: Uh, At this stage, it's possible. We don't see it until CitizenCon because there's a lot of stuff that they like, like they can sort of patch it into just like a, this is what we've learned from PES. Right? And, and and that would be a pretty decent presentation at CitizenCon, I think. It'd be a very interesting one, because it's just this brand new tech that's that's very weird. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it until CitizenCon. Otherwise, I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised if we just don't see it. <laughs> Gosh, it's, I hope you know, not. The, the, the postmortems from my side, I, I don't really pay attention too much to the postmortems, because it's sort of we're so already ingrained in the community and in, like, all of the news and stuff that doesn't really tell us too much. Um, but obviously, it's good for a lot of people. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, you've, you've sort of followed a lot more of, uh, like, the news stuff side from CIG. Like, what would a post-mortem of 3.18, 3.19 look like?
0: I, they, I mean, they'd probably go through... Um, I think we would probably see kind of talk about salvage and mm. that feature release. Cause clearly they released that feature realized it was being played a different way than they wanted it to. And then quickly recalibrated and created a new mission with the whole new scraping mission. So like they have had thoughts and come back and made changes based on what they've seen from these patches. Um, I think it would also really help for us to get an idea of how wide-reaching the problems were, like how much did the monthly active users actually change over those two patches, which might be something that they don't really want to talk about, but to get a better idea of kind of how reactive the community is, because we're all loud, we're all talking, what about all the people who aren't? Like there's millions of people who don't go on the internet for these games when, you know drama is picking up on on different social media and i'd love to see how the actual Mm -hmm. player base was affected but most importantly like you said just kind of a this is what we learned from pes because yeah their first try at it didn't work and they had to go and recalibrate and do the entity graph and all that it would be great to be able to hear now if PES is maybe running into problems or if it is exactly what they need is it good to go going forward do they are are, do they know it's working its way into server meshing and like they don't have problems or do we need to recalibrate our expectations and again that's the kind of stuff that they don't seem to want to talk about too much now but Mm. I, I still think it's important to understand like what's actually going on you know they don't have to give us all the nitty-gritty details but even something as simple as oh yeah we put PES in um, but we realize that we maybe need to have a more strict density manager or uh, Mm. we realize that like cities and other places really do have a difference in terms of how many items they can have and they've sort of talked about that a bit but I think an overall conclusion would be really nice to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I do think, sort of, like I said, I don't think necessarily we need to hear that right now. Uh, just because you know, it's not. It's not that it's not relevant right now, but it's all of the focus right now is going into Citizen Con, it's going into 320. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other things that I like. I would personally love to hear from them. But if we can get something at CitizenCon where it's like, "This is how PES is going. This is how it's going to integrate with server meshing now that we have a better understanding of it," that sort of thing, I think that's probably the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, I think packaging it with whatever official communications they want to have about server meshing would be a good mm-hmm. a good step forward because we haven't heard about that either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we've been waiting for that that part two of uh, meshing together for a little while now, and I yep. think i mean clearly they've had to have made progress but they're waiting mm. for something before they reveal it to us and that might be CitizenCon. yeah
1: i mean it's only two months away it's really close and i yeah. keep forgetting that too
0: yeah we're right around the corner and, yeah and and with 3.20 coming out now and like 3.20x patches coming out in between now and then we actually do have a decent amount of stuff to kind of look at and, and talk about up until then. I don't think 3.20 is going to be live until like mid-September at this rate. And we don't even know if they are going to run into any other problems. So like there's not a lot of dead time in between now and CitizenCon anymore.
1: Yeah, I would say with 320.x, I don't think we're going to see it before CitizenCon. No. Um, Based on... Uh you know three eighteen well three eighteen was a bit of an outlier, but based on three nineteen and before everything three seventeen and whatnot uh p t u tends to be you know a month, month and a half, so uh it's actually possible we don't even see uh this patch live until uh like early october. That's fair. Um, at which case, one thing that I do sort of have a theory of and is sort of like one of our part of our one of our topics is I do think 320.x is going to be the IAE patch, especially because look at some of the things that got pushed into 320.x. It's a lot of ships. You know what happens at IAE? They release ships. So I, I think that's a pretty solid prediction that that uh, that's when we're going to see that.
0: And I think something also that's important to talk about there is like 3.20.x or point, point one. Like there's a, yep. there are a lot of jokes and sort of memes that go around um partially because of like the 3.17 cycle and how many dot patches there were and then i think when 3.19 came out people were like oh it's 3.18.1 or whatever and Mm -hmm. going forward people are kind of like trying to attribute the fact that there are 3.xx patches to something changing in development but that's been the case for almost every patch going back till like 3.1 right they they generally are always putting out a stabilizing patch in between major patches or stabilizing or or some other feature
1: um i i don't know i would have to check back essentially cuz uh, so i i don't recall uh, uh until 317 i don't recall any like decently sized like content patches in between major patches if you know what i mean so like yeah there's always the like hey we're putting a patch in cuz there's 30k happening every 30 minutes and we're fixing that but until 317 from when i started until 317 no that's that's a fair I, point i didn't quite notice that
0: they usually weren't very content focused so that yeah. that is a fair point they were there but they were generally for like stability or, or glitches or mm. something like that um what else do you think we might see for the rest of the year i mean if 3.20 point x is going until november like you say um, mm-hmm. That essentially puts three point twenty into our Q three patch. Are you thinking they'll drop another one in December?
1: Uh, maybe another X, possibly. Um, like I said, I think we're probably going to see another dynamic event. We're definitely going to see uh, some small locations and missions probably still by the end of the year uh, from the uh, like Montreal team uh, because they've just been <laughs> they've been putting them out like crazy. Uh, and, and 319 doesn't have any. It's like, oh, OK, interesting. Yeah. Are you sitting on a pile this time? Maybe who knows? There were. Uh, yeah,
0: we're still we're still waiting for those. Um...
1: Also, Gosh. sorry, I think I misspoke. There's none in 320. that was in 319.
0: Sorry. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Montreal stuff. Yeah. We're still waiting for those derelict outposts that were originally supposed Additional to be in ones, 319. Yeah. And then they were supposed to be in 3.20. We haven't seen them talked about yet. Um, do you think that might be in a in an X patch towards the end of the
1: year? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it, that kind of content feels very much like... There's, there's a couple of things that are like this. Some of them are like ships that haven't been announced and whatnot. There's a couple of bits of content where it's like, hey, you know, CIG higher-ups, we've finished this. Do you want us to yeet this into the patch? And I feel like those... You know, locations, ships—they sort of fall under that uh, that umbrella. And we know that they've been working on additional uh, derelict settlements, right? They've been working yeah. on the like microtech drug farm was was one of the, one of the ones that uh, sort of pointed out to me when they showed that in ISC. I, I believe it was ISC. So um, yeah, I've got to believe that they're working on some more stuff like that. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see any. Other major, major content, though. I don't think we're going to see any other major features. Um, I don't think we're going to see any uh, major locations or anything like that. I think it's just going to be, you know, some missions, which is awesome. Some ships, which is guaranteed to happen. um, And then, yeah, maybe some minor locations.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Do you think that we're on the kind of up and up now? Like I said earlier, uh, the summer was rough for a lot of people um many people have taken a break we talked about taking breaks and like you know it it can be good for you especially at a time like this probably a lot of people are just going to wait until 4.0 but do you think that we're kind of on the back kind of uptick in terms of morale in the community because people have been not very happy or or do you think citizen con is going to come and go and people are just going to be like okay it's it's pyro again
1: (laughs) i can't wait till Pyro presentation 2025. Um, I think the the morale definitely has gone up just because this patch looks cool and there's fun things to do and everyone's is having fun. Right, that's a good that's a, a good thing regardless. And I think that will uh, bide people over until CitizenCon. Uh, but as we've been saying for the last like six months, there needs to be some big stuff at CitizenCon. Whatever it is. Needs to be big, needs to happen, because uh, as fantastic as this game is, as, as fun as this game is, um, there's only so long that you can wait on the exact same thing. Like, like Pyro has never been shelved, essentially, is, is my understanding. They've pretty much been working on it nonstop in different ways over the course yeah. of the last, like, uh, probably probably better half of seven years. Um. And, and same thing with Squadron, like that the, that changed drastically. But once again, kind of like the last seven years, you know, hasn't been shelved. Um, and so we're just constantly waiting for this stuff to, to be announced and that can hurt morale. But I don't think there's any way they're not going to announce that. I will say as well, I think early this year was kind of rough because last year was rough. We had a massive wait for patches last year. We had a couple of fun patches. We had a couple of, uh, we, we had some fairly fun content come into the game, but the huge wait for 318 kind of, I think, drained a lot of people of uh, their excitement for the patch. And then it came out, they got to play it, they had a lot of fun, and then we had to wait for 319, similar sort of thing. And and it, it just wasn't that exciting. I think 320 is definitely uh uh, it's kind of a godsend that it's this this fun and that it is kind of repairing some of that. But yeah, we, yeah. we need we need a big CitizenCon thing.
0: We, we definitely, I mean, there's always been the Star Citizen cycle. There is literally a picture yep. for it that gets posted to Reddit every quarter. Um, <laughs> but it, I think you're right that it kind of deepened last year after the long wait for 3.18, partially because of the long mm. wait, also because like all this time we've been waiting for this big tech to come and change the game and then when it was yeah. finally ready to come in like not only did it take a long time and people were kind of second guessing it it came in and it broke the game which is yeah. something that we expect but like we're we're gamers yeah. we want a game we don't want to wait we want a game and <laughs> this this game is a lot of waiting so yeah is there do you do you think there is a chance that like we'll see a replay of this year in that 318 came in PES is good now we get server meshing maybe at some point guys this is not a date okay this is all hypothetical (laughs) maybe we get server meshing like at the beginning of next year right like the March update just like PES dropped Mm -hmm. and it just breaks the game and we have another kind of six to eight months of like waiting for that to stabilize and ultimately 3.20 citizen con whatever good news happens towards the end of this year is sort of just like a, a positive bump that, that gets lost in the overall big picture of server meshing taking a long time again.
1: I think it depends a lot more on what they release alongside it because I think the majority of people playing the game right now are aware that server meshing will 99% break everything. Um, but if they still have nothing to do when that happens, if they have nothing to do when that happens, that's when players get bored. If we could have like you know the at, at least the fun value of the arena commander update that we're getting in 320 in a patch like that where server meshing is coming in and breaking everything then it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be too bad everyone would be like oh yeah well the like you know these certain things are completely messed up but hey we still get to do all of these other cool new things um regardless of that and then like cool hopefully this will get fixed later But we didn't really see that with 318 like salvage got introduced but it ended up being a lot more tedious than uh than than a lot of people had previously thought Mm -hmm. um and that was kind of the major thing
0: so yeah i do i do really hope that despite whatever happens we do see things like engineering or or bounty hunting or like we talked about earlier um fps scanning star map Mm -hmm. other other significant things we're still looking for that uh, maybe might break with server meshing, but at least come into the game yep. still. Uh, what are what are some things, though, I guess, besides server meshing that mm-hmm. you are hoping to see at CitizenCon, or you're expecting to see, yeah. rather?
1: Uh, hoping and sort of expecting to see uh, a bit more polished version of the engineering gameplay that they showed us last year. Uh, cause that was all very interesting and, and, and very cool, but we didn't really see it like it was in engine, but it wasn't like in universe. So I'm hoping we get to see, you know, engineering gameplay work as intended. That'd be quite cool. Um, uh, bounty hunting version two, which like, we still just have like barely any information on. Uh, yeah. so even just like a, Hey, this is what we want it to be, uh, would be quite nice. Uh, where if, if we don't see Squadron, I will be unbelievably surprised because uh, that would be crazy to me that we haven't seen Squadron. Once again, we haven't, other than, other than like short snippets of uh, feature previews into the PU from Squadron, we have not seen any Squadron uh, footage since 2018. Um, and like any amount would be, like, like not showing anything would be kind of wild. So, uh, yeah, surely we'll see that. But I think a large thing is that this citizen con is almost definitely going to be focused on the community. Um, it, it, it certainly feels like they're giving off that vibe with, you know, what they've been posting on, on Twitter and on, um, on Spectrum and stuff. So, uh, just, just CIG being cool community bros is what I'm expecting. Yeah, that's
0: actually, oh my gosh, the, um... Yeah, fight or flight is going to be like a big community thing, but this is also the first one in a while. It yeah, is exactly. also two days. Yeah, Everybody's got their opinions on why it's two days. What, what's yours?
1: Uh, a couple of things, I reckon. Uh, I do think that they just have more to show and they want to make it so that it's not just back to back to back to back stuff. No breaks is everything. Like I, I do think it, they just needed to space it out. Um, but yeah, there's probably more content to show. Another important thing of like the, you know, it's the first live citizen con since 2019. Uh, the player base was also less than half the size it is currently. Yeah. At that
0: time. That's crazy. So
1: yeah, there is a lot more accounts and a lot more pledge numbers. I think they hit 300 million in 2019 and we just hit 600 million the other day. So, uh, yeah. I, I think the two days matters. Uh, like, yeah, I'm I'm in the uh, I'm part of the Atmo Esports fight or flight thing. We need two days. <laughs> tell you that much. Yeah. We need two days to run the event. So uh, maybe they're just doing it for us. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's two days because <laughs> of uh, the, the fight or flight.
0: The whole second day is just like everybody crowded around a, a group of computers cheering each other on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tell us a little bit. I know you can't say too much about it, but the fight or flight <laughs> tournament has already started. Um, how is it going and what's expected? What are people, what put, what should people be expecting when they see it at CitizenCon?
1: Yeah. So, uh, firstly, we did the group stages last weekend. So we found out who our top eight teams are. Uh, they're going to be competing this coming weekend over the AmoE eSports channel, uh, to find out who the top four are, but as well actually crown a champion. Um, the top four teams from from those are going to be invited to CitizenCon. We're going to split the teams up, so you're not going to actually be with your, uh, your teammate. Uh, and we're going to give a content creator to you, and you're going to have to show them how to PvP. Gosh dang uh, Which content is going to be very interesting. I know, ah. they're absolutely trash. They're absolutely trash. I will say one thing, actually. So, Fighter Flight is kind of my first... Um, real foray into like uh dog fighting like like heavily competitive dog fighting um and in general the community has been really awesome right like after the after the the event they were kind of like hey currency uh, and and they they messaged the other commentators as well they were like hey guys uh you know great commentating here's like some things that you missed that would have been really cool do you want to take any lessons do you want to like like we can explain some more stuff to you and stuff and it's been really really awesome to see so uh i'm super appreciative of of that group of people to do that because we don't often hear much from them uh because you know there's there's not many popular dog fighters if that makes sense there's a few but it's it's a little it, it feels like it's very much its own little world. But it's nice to see them uh, you know, actually like they're super welcoming and they're they're super open to helping everyone. So that's been really cool.
0: Now I think that's a good conversation to have at, at one point, maybe like a, a a Citizen Central episode. Just the idea that like the community itself has a very diverse amount of players that are really good at certain things mm-hmm. racing, dog fighting, FPS combat, medical services, stuff like that. And like unless you're making content for that stuff as you do it, it's really hard to have a place in the community and actually show off your stuff. I mean, we should be highlighting people who are mastering this game. People, there are a lot of possibilities in this game. Many people believe it's a very basic game without a high skill ceiling that people are just going in and like dilly-dallying around and floating through space Mm. and then signing off because they got scammed. When like, some people are putting a lot of time and effort into getting good at this game. And if you're not, Mm. also kind of producing on the side stuff to show that off it's it's hard to find so tournaments like this are awesome i i appreciate Mm. that they get put on and big thanks to you for for helping to make that happen um really cool to see kind of your like journey through the shout casting and it is shout casting right i always think i'm getting that wrong
1: yeah we we talked about this last time yeah you can you can say shout casting commentating Pretty much whatever, yeah, So it all yeah. works. Shoutcasting
0: yeah. just comes straight to me, but I, I it's been cool <laughs> to kind of watch your journey going through that, and to see how um, CIG has also got the back of the groups that are making these things happen, mm. and now like bringing it to CitizenCon is just the next step. It's a, uh, it's got a good future for it.
1: Yeah, it does. It's just in general, all of these like hyper competitive communities in Star Citizen. It's really cool to see them get a little bit more recognition, and uh, you know it's really impressive to watch what these guys do. Like, it's not just the, the dog fighters, right? Like the, uh, the races have, have been getting a lot more, uh, uh sort of like coverage from CIG and stuff in the last couple of years. Um, it, it'd be nice to see probably with the arena commander update to see a bit more of the, uh, really, really good FPS players get a little bit of, uh, get a little bit of credit and stuff too. Um, so, hopefully that happens because I mean, everyone's going to be in there regardless. So,
0: yeah, man. Let's boost that up. I want to see some competitive mining events.
1: <laughs> every time someone inevitably says that, every time I've been thinking about that for the pretty much ever since I started playing the game, and I just don't know how you make it entertaining. I want to do it, <laughs> but I don't know how you make it. Entertaining.
0: I can just imagine the freaking commentating to that, just like it looks like he's halfway up the meter hold for it maybe he'll get it
1: (laughs) and he's deep keep holding (laughs) Um, the
0: music's blaring
1: yeah i mean look farming simulator has a really really popular esports community so hey maybe we can do it maybe there's a way to do it
0: people have excel tournaments we can find a way all right we can we can (laughs) we can make it happen um all right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Yep. Are there any closing comments you wanted to make, Star Citizen this year, um, or three point twenty CitizenCon? Con? Anything we missed?
1: Uh, not really, but like I do think that right now is a really good time to be a gamer in general. I, I think it's a really good time to be into Star Citizen because we're seeing some some fun patches pop up. We're about to see Citizen Con again. It's going to be a good time. Um, yeah,
0: I I will agree with you there, man. It's we have all had our streaks of cynical um ever since gosh i don't even know when it like really started i feel like Mm. i noticed it starting around battlefront 2 with the loot boxes and then for like the Mm. last eight years since then or whenever that came out it's just been like oh god the gaming industry is going downhill like they're doing all this stuff and you get (laughs) like a diamond in the rough here and there like a good game or a studio doing something great or like the indie games really picked up for a while and and started to, like, carry the industry. But, like, it is... Legitimately, there's some really good stuff happening in the industry right now, and, you know, we always have progress to make, but if you are a gamer, there's almost certainly a good game in your genre that has either come out in the last year or is coming out in the following year. And it's just... It's nice to see, man. Just sit back and, like, bask in it for a little bit. Star Citizen might have had a hiccup this year, but I do think that they are in the big picture, making some good, good, progress. And we'll see some good stuff coming up shortly. Soon TM, double soon, TM, triple soon, however <laughs> many soons we need. Kranzi, my man, always appreciate you having, having you on the show. Uh, could you let the folks know where they can find your content?
1: Yeah. So you can find my stuff. Uh, um, re- regardless of whether I'm posting videos on YouTube, I'll definitely be on Twitch a lot of the time. So twitchtv slash Kranzi, find me on YouTube at Croncy. Uh, find me on Twitter at crunchy one. And as of last night, you can also find me once a week at the answer the call podcast with Salty Mike. I've become a permanent co-host uh, to make his podcast way worse.
0: <laughs> Cruncy is uh, <laughs> taking the shout casting to a weekly experience. I'm excited for that, dude. Yep. That's, that's fun. Uh, it's always a good, good time chatting with you. I look forward to watching those episodes. Thank you again for joining me folks thanks for coming and watching this live for anybody who's listening on the audio platform that is right we're live on youtube and twitch right now and uh have a, a, a lovely excited chat following us along this will be up on regular platforms though so keep an eye out for it and folks if you are here live don't go anywhere because i will be jumping into 3.20 ptu so that we can check out some of the stuff we talked about today here um, in just a few minutes but I'd like to thank you all for coming to this one. I'm happy to be back after a week away from the streams. Looking forward to covering more Star Citizen, Starfield, and even, even touched on a little bit of Star Wars Outlaws recently. I forgot to mention, that's another Ooh. one that I'm I'm interested in. It is Ubisoft, so I'm, I'm hesitant, yeah. but uh, it's another <laughs> space game. You never know. Yeah. So thanks again for joining me, folks. Croncy. thank you one last time, and I'll see you all next week.